Elijah with a sigh begins to climb the rubble surface, eroded by time. Some vestige of that strength the angel gave remains to aid the man's ascent, and by the time the sun is setting, he the cave attains, sits near its entrance, scans the sky. How would the Lord appear to him, and why had he been summoned now? The gloom of night settles into his heart, consumes him quite. I thought Mount Carmel a great victory, but here I am alone. Adina's left, and Abdul I know not where. Just me, without companion, of friends bereft, watching the twilight from this mountain cleft. Why did God choose me for this life of pain? Why was I spared when so many were slain? The prophet, making of his cloak a bed, sinks wearily. Despair begins its creep into his troubled mind with kindred dread. Nightmarish scenes into his senses seep, heavy his heart and robbed of restful sleep, that when the dawn appears with churlish grace, it finds no welcome in Elijah's face. He sits up, yawns and groans, for headache sits upon his right eye, its oppressive hold showing no mercy as its pulsing hits spread slowly through his brain, till hot and cold in unrelenting turns upon him doled. He lies back down, his thumb and finger pressed upon his throbbing temples, sore distressed. He hisses his resentment to the Lord. God curse the day that I was born, the night they said a boy is born and cut the cord. Deep shadow, darkness, overwhelm its light, bare, barren, and bereft of joyous sight. Why did I not perish at birth, and die as I came from the womb, or stillborn lie? The prophet's stomach starting to convulse, he staggers past the entrance to fresh air, a few steps managing before impulse to vomit overtakes him, hurling there behind a shrub onto the terrain bare. He heaves a few times, stands up straight again. At least the headache's somewhat better then. Nearby there is a pool of water, clean and cool and clear. He plunges his hands in, scooping the water to his visage lean and tired, rinses his sour mouth and chin, and with fresh handfuls bathes his dusty skin. His nausea much relieved, he lies beside the kindly pool that soothing touch supplied. He looks up to a sky of greyish hue, a dull reluctant overture today, turns over and his own reflection views, backlit by silvery cloud tinged with sun's ray. Gently his fingers on the surface play, whence rippling light that his focus absorbs, eyes looking into his as fiery orbs. The startled prophet shakes his head and blinks, unsure if he is dreaming. Gone now is the scene that brief appeared, or so he thinks. He sees but sky, the only visage his. As fantasy he may the scene dismiss, till idly stirring the surface again, those eyes resplendent reappear then. Upward he turns to see who looks, but there is only broken cloud above. Once more turns back upon the strange mirage to stare, 
and only sky reflects there as before. Yet he finds fingers' motion will restore the strange illusion. Are those eyes his own? Or are they someone else's herein shown? The prophet, somewhere between dread and awe, wonders if here to learn his assigned task. Her visage glimmers in that watery floor, a golden glow. Who are you? The man asks, 